Good morning. This is Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, and I am Laura Hurd. It's been a while since I've been with you all, and I had um, wanted to share with you all about scripting today. And you may have no idea what that means. That is a term that we use in the autism world, and I'm going to explain that in just a minute. So I am a professional mother, and I do stay at home and care for our youngest son, who is five. He has autism, sensory processing disorder, and apraxia, and some other undiagnosed um, things going on there. And hopefully in the future, we will be able to get a diagnosis to further help him. And I am also a mother to a neurotypical or typical um, 11-year-old son, and um, he does attend public school. He's in the sixth grade, and I homeschool my youngest son. So that's just a little brief description about our life. My husband works full-time. <laughs> don't want to leave him out there, um, but he, he even works when he gets home, so he's got... Um, a very large workload, I guess you could say, but and we are very thankful for him and everything that he he does for our family. So, when when you hear the word scripting, I wish I could be with with you one on one to talk to you about what comes to your mind when you think of that. If you've ever heard of that, if you are a parent to a child with autism, I wonder how you feel about that. I have read some articles and even an article recently that talked about repeat repetition, repeating words, the scripting in kind of a negative um, negative way. And, you know, I didn't really appreciate that article because they were, it was coming from a place of research. I don't know how much research that this particular company or these individuals did, or if it was just something they were trying to figure out. But they did present the piece as if it were something that were coming from doctors or um, psychologists or what have you to make the reader think that this is something that they should believe in. So whenever you're reading these articles, either a blog from a stay-at-home mom or um, a research, um, a large research piece that they've done or a small research-based piece that, that they've put together or even just someone's opinion that's coming from a professional, you, you have to take your child into consideration when you are reading these things. And yes, I do glean pieces out of everything that I read, but I you know, I'll I be sure to be careful not to place the full, the full balance of that piece upon the weight of my child's sh shoulders or my shoulders as a caregiver. So I was definitely able to glean from that piece that I had referred to just a few minutes ago and immediately noticed that, that they aired in that the way that they were referring to scripting. And so scripting, I've just pulled up a website and I've, I wanted to kind of present it in layman's terms. So this is, I'm going to read directly from the site. Um, this site, it's just kind of gives you it 
it's a numbered list of different things. And this is just a layman's term of what scripting means. Okay, it's from verywellhealth.com. Don't know anything about this website, but I did like the way that they just put it, put it in layman's terms in ways that anyone outside of the world of autism could say, oh, okay. That's what that means. But if you do have a child with autism that scripts, you know full and well what that looks like and what that is for your child. So scripting means repeating the same words over and over again. It would be reasonable to think that scripting for a child with autism might involve providing the child with a script to use in a particular social situation. So right there, they're saying that they're, they're giving the child a specific script to, to say over and over and over in a, to help in a specific social situation. Or perhaps for a higher functioning child, writing a script to use in an anxiety-provoking situation. But no, as with video or TV talk, Scripting is just another term for the same type of memorized sequence of words which may or may not be caused, used, I'm sorry, for communication. It's called scripting because the child has literally memorized a script and is reciting it. So that's what it is. It is a memorized sequence of words which may or may not be used depending on your child may or may not be used for communication. It's scripting. It's literally memorizing phrases and repeating them over and over. Okay, so referencing that article I talked about just a few minutes ago, once again, the reason I disagreed with what they were saying is because I have firsthand seen how scripting has helped our son with communication. Now, if you're listening, you're a parent, and maybe you don't understand scripting. Maybe this is the first time you're, you're hearing about scripting in a different light. <clears throat> maybe you think you have thought, maybe you've read something that has given you the thought that, oh, my child is scripting. This is not a good thing. That's very, very possible. <clears throat> well, I want you to know that scripting is going to help your child talk. The way that it started with my son is he would watch. I'm going to reference a specific show because this is the first time that he used the earliest that he used words from where he was scripting from a particular show and used it and was able to incorporate that in his, not only to build his lang his language skills and his knowledge with words, but he was able to actually come to use those words in dialogue with his family. <clears throat> and he has even used a, these scriptings in dialogue outside of his family, which is amazing. So the show is on Netflix. We do not have cable just because we don't, we can't afford it no other reason. So <laughs> if we would, if we could afford cable, I don't know if we would have it or not, but we don't have cable. So that's that. And we do have Netflix, 
And Netflix has a show, a children's cartoon called Justin Time. And it's an earlier, it's it's an older cartoon, but it's put to very put together very well. And the um, the illustration and the graphics they use are wonderful. They're clear. They're not dated. And the topics that they that they talk about, it's this kid who uses his imagination, and he has this a little friend. It's an imaginary friend named Squitchy, and they go to different places in his imagination based on what the opening story is in real life, in his real life, and then he relates it to an imaginary journey. And they go on this journey with a girl that in their imaginary world called Olive. That's her name. And so it's very relationship-based and very, I mean, the dialogue is very thick between these two kids and his his um, imaginary friend. And so that in itself helps a child to see the interaction between two people and that back and forth dialogue. It's not just one-sided. And then you've even got a third person there <clears throat> that puts his two cents in, which is his imaginary friend and kind of highlights highlights different um, different ideas within their dialogue to kind of point specific things out. It's very cool. And I'm so glad that they've kept it on Netflix for so long. It's been on there for several years now. We've had Netflix for at least three or four years, and it's been on there. And um, our son has really taken to it. And so him watching that and, you know, used to, I would be worried that he would get obsessed with with watching an episode over and over, or even just a show, because he watched Thomas for such a long time. And then he came and found Justin Time, and he would watch that. And that's all he would watch, you know, and I'm thinking, do I need to help him branch out? And that was, you know, a couple years ago, and he was very, he wasn't as um, advanced as he is now. Or, he, or I should say he hasn't he hadn't progressed as much and that stretching was a lot harder two or three years ago because of the lack of communication. He was just starting to understand that he needed to understand um, word sounds, which we still work on um, words that it mattered that he talked and used words instead of just pointing or grunting, or shaking his head, yes or no, he was just then beginning. So I had to be patient and allow him that time to develop his language skills. And that show, Just in Time, was a perfect opportunity to do that. So as he built in his brain, and as his, and he does have apraxia, so that was another hurdle he had to overcome and be in the ability to be able to talk and place his tongue or form sounds. So all of that, once he overcame these things, and then he started, was able to say words, and he just kept building on it. Then he would put two words together, three words, and started repeating them. So he would start repeating sounds, and then he would 
he realized that he said a word, he would repeat the word, maybe the two phrased sentence or just two words together, um, repeating those over and over. And he was, what he was doing was scripting. So now where we're at now, and if, if it keeps going, the trend that has been with him, it's just going to keep getting better and better because he's going to be able to understand more and more. So where we're at now, he's five years old, and where we're at now with his scripting is he will, he does, he watches some YouTube and there is a program on there that has a family of five, a mom, a dad, and three sons. And I found that he is right now, he's scripting a lot from that show. And it's, they do learning on that show, but they also do relationship-based dialogue as well. And so I don't mind him watching that and scripting those things. Sometimes they, they even make expressions that um, he has used and it's, it gives it, gives him personality. Um, One thing that my, my son's speech therapist is very keen because she has worked with so many children with autism that she's aware of their nature to be kind of robotic-like and just a monotone. That's good, buddy. Thank you. And so she, she likes to key in on those types of things and help them be, be aware of their how they express their language when they do, when they are able to talk. And so when they get excited, they're raising their voice or when they're sad, they're kind of drawing their words out a little bit more. And so she helps them understand those things as well. So with this program, they are very... Um, they use their voice in a way that I think Miles picks up on and he, it, it's exaggerated. So their, their speech is exaggerated. So when Miles, when it comes across and, and gets through to Miles, you know, he, he plays that into his script as well. And then when it comes out of the scripting process and actually goes into dialogue with us or um, anyone else, then that it's it's still going to be there. It's still going to be um, not as exaggerated, but by the time it comes through his scripting process and once he gets that understanding of what those words mean and realize a certain situation where he can use those words appropriately in real life, then it sounds like he is, I don't know, you know, I hate to say this because, but this is really the only way I can say it, but he sounds like a normal, what a normal child would sound like at his age talking to another person. So scripting is a good thing. Scripting, if your child scripts, let them script. Um, if If they're obsessed on one show 
and that show is has good dialogue and that show can help your child relate to others because we know autism is um, it's highly a social disorder where they want to stay in their own world and that's part of um, Temple Grandin Dr. Temple Grandin talks about stretching your child outside of that box and that's part of that and the scripting process is going to help them and help you stretch your child but really it's amazing it is so amazing to see your child do these things on their own and in their own strength and how much they have to overcome and then them to learn all this in the process is so demanding for them. And, but when it happens, it is a miracle. And it is the biggest blessing that you will experience. It's one of the biggest blessings, I think, continually that we see with him that just brings us so much joy. Because it's happened. Obviously, the first time it happened, it was I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And and as I talk about it now, my emotions are <laughs> are trying to overwhelm me because it's just such a special a special thing. And so and even now as he he does it more and more, it's still it's amazing. It is a miracle and we know that people are praying for him and we pray for Miles and just to see him work so hard and his therapist clue in on these things and just she's so willing to um, to help. We're, you know, we have a relationship with her where we were able to let her know exactly what's going on exactly where he's at based every week it's you know or even day by day because he goes twice a week so we could say from Monday to Wednesday well he's started doing this now it's very specific very um streamlined so that is something that you may want to consider if you are homeschooling something that maybe you haven't built a relationship with your child's therapist that that you can start to do that and even talk to him about it and say, you know, I'd, I'd really like to get more involved. And that way you can start to streamline and focus. And it's it's a journey. It's a marathon. So don't get hyper-focused. Don't get impatient and let them script. <laughs> let them script. And know that it's it's also part of a stemming process for them when they script. They, My son's very auditory. He loves noises. And so when he's scripting, he's not only learning, but he's satisfying that desire within him to hear certain tones and, and sounds and things like that. So that's soothing for him as well. So scripting is a good thing. It, it will eventually developed and scripting early on looks different than scripting looks now. Like for my son early on, it was maybe one word that was repeated over and over or a sound. Literally, he would he would script sounds and he still does. But when that's all he could do, that's what he did. He would hear a sound and he would try to replicate the sound. That is okay. Let them do that because I mean, in an appropriate, like where I'm at home with him, 
most of the time we, you know, he's doing it at home. If you're out, you know, slowly you can help them learn social etiquette and like, you know, we got to, you know, we're out in public and that comes later. Be patient, slowly stretch them outside of their comfort zone. You know your child best. And so, you know, their limits, you know, what they understand and how you can relate to them. So that's all I wanted to say about scripting. Um, and if you have any questions, reach out to me on um, social media, on Facebook, Real Life Moms by Laura Heard, on Twitter, um, or on Instagram. I would love to hear from you or if you have questions, concerns, what have you. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this has helped you in some way. And this is just something that I have learned. Like I said, I'm not a professional, but I am a professional mother. <laughs> so, um, and I do study my child and I try, I try to try to convey what I have learned to, you know, that's why I do this podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope this has helped someone and I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless. Hey guys, uh, I just recorded a video for parents on Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd on Facebook. Be sure to go check that out. It is offering some ideas on how you can actually jump into your child's conversation when they are scripting. And that is anywhere from the level if they're simply making sounds all the way up until if they are scripting actual sentences. So be sure to go check that out because that's going to help you help your child in kind of pulling them along and stretching them outside of that box. And that's something that you can do. So thank you again. Have a blessed day.